Welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. This is our match preview for Aston Villa v Chelsea in the fourth round. Is it still replay? Um, so, yeah, we have a view to go in the fifth round where we'll be facing either Leeds or Plymouth. Uh, so a great opportunity to try and get into the later stages of the FA Cup. But this week is absolutely massive for Aston Villa's season. This game is big opportunity, like I've just said, to go deep in the FA Cup. But Manchester United on Sunday is a whopper of a game. It's absolutely huge. With the chance, with 15 games to go, we are eight points clear of Manchester United. Win that with 14 games to go, 11 points clear of Manchester United we could go. It's huge just for that. With the games ticking away now, to put that much daylight between us and potentially sixth place is huge. So it's a big week. And I imagine Unai will be setting up this one, a double header with the incentive to go strong and just start gaining some momentum. Because I've said it a couple of times now that if we can get some momentum going, you know, a couple of wins in a row now really will get us free flowing climbing up that table. Um, we're only five points off the top. Sky Sports would say otherwise. They would probably say that we are far from it. But, you know, if we were five points from the relegation zone, we'd be in the relegation battle. So I'm not sure what changes, but a big week. And I think you'll all agree that it's a big week after a big win. Justin, you were there on Saturday. How was it? What was it like? <laughs> incredible, incredible day. Um, first half an hour was just dreamland. You know, you, you dream of, of results and, and games like that, especially away from home. You know, anybody that's been to an away game knows that the atmosphere is always buzzing in the away end and it was no different on Saturday night. And it was just incredible to watch. You know, people are saying, oh, it was only Sheffield United, but, I, I, you know, they, they weren't that long ago. They probably should have beat us at Villa Park. It was only a late goal, really, that saved us that day. And they did a job on us. They tactically were really good and, and we couldn't break them down. So it was so important to go off to a good start. And, and you know, had Broughton Diaz, you know, that, that ball, which he did just nick under under uh, Martinez, but he, he managed to just scramble it and grab it off the line. Had that gone in, it might have been totally different. You know, an early goal for the home team, the whole, you know, under the lights, but we, we rode it out and then afterwards just took total control. And I don't know, it, it, it was like it, it, you didn't realise what was happening in front of your eyes you now when the goals started flying in and, and then they just got better and better and better as the goals started going in. And, and I really love the um, the Tielemans one off. You know, any goal that hits any kind of <laughs> post and goes in, I don't know what it is, it just seems a yeah. better goal, doesn't it? And you know, hit the hard post, bounced up, went in the net, and, and it was just incredible. You know, four nil up, half time, game over. Uh, and it was nice to just relax in the second half and enjoy it. But yeah, sets us up nicely now. We needed that result. We needed a big result, and uh, and that's what we got. Sets us up massively for what is, like you say, rightly so, a huge, huge week for our season. Again. Another yeah, one. <laughs> and, and I think we, we've said this, you know, especially on, I know we've said it numerous times, that it doesn't matter who you play in this league, it always holds its own different sort of permutation going into that game. You know, even the one we've got coming up against Chelsea, you know, they're in absolute free-for-all. They want their manager out already. 
you know, they're going to have to have a big reaction at Villa Park because they've just got battered at home against Wolves. So, you know, every single game you go into holds its own different meaning. And I think that's, you know, when people go, oh, it's only Sheffield United. But it don't matter, does it? Because we we had to win that game, but we didn't have to win it. We had to put in a performance to, to get yeah. everything back on track. So there's so much that goes into each game week that has its own sort of relevance going in, into each game. So it was just so pleasing the performance, wasn't it though? You know, that yeah the night the, the nature of it, the, the nature of the goals, that none of the goals were we didn't score a bad goal. You know, sometimes you could score, you know, look at some of the goals that uh, Liverpool and Arsenal scored yesterday, you know, where it's calamitous defending. You know, all of our goals had so so many good aspects of it. The Louise pass, the Watkins pass to Bailey, the Bailey finish, the ball over for Moreno, Moreno's volley, Tielemans' strike, all really well-worked goals. And I think, you know, when we spread in goals across the whole team, which we are, which we have done all season, yeah. they're, they're all going to gain confidence from that as well. So everybody's performance is elevated because they've all really contributed to the victory, even more so than just being out there and winning the game. So I think it's got to be a, a sort of the catalyst now that, that's going to kick on for the next 15, you know, 15 games in the Premier League, or and we've probably got more in the Cup, etc. But, you know, there's not that many to go, really, in the Premier League. And, and we do have to find this bit of form. And, you know, I know you've spoke to me about the fixtures that, you're looking at the fixtures and you're thinking that we've got some decent ones coming up. So, um, yeah, how do you think we are going into that United one then now? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a big believer in, in perception and confidence, two big things, you know, confidence within the squad and that would have done it massive, massive boost of confidence for, to the team to, 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 to play and, and win like that. And then perception, what I mean by that is the wider footballing world, you know, what the other teams in the Premier League think of us and what the other fans think of us. And, and you know, our, our, our perception was dropping a little bit because we was getting a few little ropey results and we weren't playing that well and people started to think, oh, they've been found out, they're going to start dropping, you know, we all knew this was going to happen we always knew but but now with that result it gives us that little boost for everyone else thinking oh oh actually Villa aren't going to drop away they are they are a really good side you know they've had a little bit of a wobble but they're back you know they're firing and so this week really feeds into that you know get through the next round of the cup and beat Man United at home and all of a sudden everybody in that top four or five that we're battling out with realise that oh Christ yeah Villa are here for the long haul they're not just some flyby nights that have had a decent half a season, they're going to drop away. They are the real deal. And, and that's how I think we are. I do think we are the real deal. You know, consistency over 12 months since Emery's coming has, has proved and pointed to that now. So this week, huge, you know, beat Man United. And, and I'm not going to say we put them to bed, but it's a huge, huge ask for them to get anywhere near us with, with winnable games that we've got coming up, you know, and, and hopefully our form is, will improve and players are back. So yeah, FA Cup, massively important for me still um, and we take each game as it comes and then like I said a couple of weeks ago until there comes a, a a point where we have to really think about where do we prioritise as far as when Europe kicks back in again then we take it very seriously because there's a huge opportunity now to not only beat Chelsea but you know, I'm not writing off lower league opposition because we, you know, to our peril over the last eight or nine years we've not been knocked out plenty of times by lower league teams but at home against 
lower league opposition, you'd like to think we'll get through in the next round as well. So if we can nick out Chelsea, who are, since that decent hour they had against us, which is probably, I mean, I talked to um, uh, the Chelsea fan cast and, and I've been talking to them since and, and Saturday. I'm on again tonight about the preview for them. That is still, for them, the best hour they've seen out of Chelsea this season against us. So that just shows you that how good they were that day. But since then, their form has dropped off a cliff. They can see eight goals in two games. You know, they're in disarray. I wouldn't be surprised if we knocked them out on Wednesday night to see Pochettino go. That is the, the level of discontent now amongst their fan base. So it's a massive opportunity Wednesday. We owe Man United one on Sunday as well. So I think the lads, two home games, they'll be absolutely licking their lips for the week to come, coming off the back of that result on Saturday. Yeah, and I think now, you know, I think we've used this phrase a couple of times already, business end of the season. You know, when you get to that business end of the Nearly season, there. we can't we, we can't now start turning our nose up at, at, at any trophy now. You know, no. I think when, when you see the draw in, in January, the first fixtures come out and you're like, OK, Middlesbrough, you know, it's still far away, isn't it, mate? It's far away in January to May and you start thinking you know there's a lot of football but we're in February now and we've got this replay we now know who we're potentially playing at the end of February it starts opening it up a little bit you then get into yeah. the quarters and you're right at, you're right at that end of that tournament then so um, I'm really looking forward to it like you say I think we've got to take it serious I think we have to now um, and you know when I was reading my uh, history book there's what I'm getting every time we've won the FA Cup, we've had we've had a replay in there, so we're even getting that in there now. So hopefully, you know, 2024, uh, we're gonna we're gonna lift this FA Cup. So yeah, buzzing about it. So Chelsea, then Justin. I mean, I know you talk to uh, the Chelsea fan cast lads quite a lot, but what is going on there? I mean, I can't get my head around what is actually going on because. Last season, they had a poor season, pretty much finished mid-table, brought Pochettino in, and they're in the same place. They're literally in the same place. And I think, you know, to, to look at it now and think, you know, you, Pochettino, I'm like, surely you've got to see a bit more from Pochettino. Like, yes, it's not his squad. Yes, they've bought loads of players, but you've got to get more out of it than what he's now. Surely, you know, even I could probably understand a little bit of discontent from Chelsea fans because there's been no progress whatsoever. And I think that's the, the biggest thing, you know, a top coach surely should be getting a better tune out of that team. And they've got some good players, Like they've got, yeah, the, yeah. they've got a good foundation there to have a good team. You know, the keepers decent, Thiago Silva's decent. They've got a great defensive midfielder in Caicedo. Lavia and he's fit. You know, Jackson up top. I mean, million, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't rate him that much, but, you know, these are half-decent players. The midfielders that aren't even, you know, at that price tag, like the Conor Gallagher's, you know, Chilwell, James, Mudrick. These aren't bad players. And for them to be where they are, yeah. I think I think the club's a mess, I think. I, I really do. I think it's so disjointed it's unbelievable there and you know we'll look at this game and I think they're going to need a reaction but I don't think they've got that that core depth Chelsea to to 
to sort of stick their chests out. And, you know, when it's going a bit bad, it just feels like all these young players that have come in are trying to impress for themselves. But where's the leader? And, and I think that's the big problem with Chelsea. I think they're just a mess. And I can't yeah. see it getting much better either, can you? Not not really. I I, I did think over time that, that, that Pochettino would be able to sort it out, but I think it goes deeper than, than you know, I think it's going to take a long time to sort them out. The, the ownership, I think, is a huge problem for them. You know, that they had to sell, um, uh, he had to get rid of the club, didn't he? And, and Bowley come in and he looks utterly clueless. From from the outside looking in, he looks utterly clueless. Um, it, it's just like a scattergun. Let's just throw as much money as it, at it as we possibly can and then eventually we'll hit a, a decent first 11. But it hasn't worked for them and now they are <clears throat> on the verge of, of hitting some really big FFP and, and P&L sanctions now. So they're looking now down the barrel of selling a lot of... I think I've read they've got to raise at least £100, £120 million pounds worth of sales by June. So when you think the season finishes in May... They've basically got a fire sale on their hands in the summer and they've got to get money in very quickly. And now that is common knowledge, who who on earth is going to go and pay them top money for their players knowing that they've got to sell them? So if you wanted a Conor Gallagher in January, they should have sold him for whatever they could have got for him. Because if in the summer, if they wanted 80 million for him, clubs are going to say, I'm not going to give you 80 million, I'll give you 30, I'll give you 40, because I know you're desperate. And they'll have to sell them. So it is an utter mess from top to bottom. I know the lads on, on the fan cast are, are just tearing the hair out, you know, with what how it is. Like they really thought Pochettino could come in and, and do a job. You know, they watched how he did with Spurs, Champions League final. <clears throat> you know, he went to PSG. It, you know, it's almost impossible not to, 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 to succeed at PSG, but, you know, he did okay there. But he doesn't seem to have, I don't know, I just, he hasn't managed to gel all the big personalities and the big oh. price tags and everything that, that that's that's been thrown at him. And, They've got a huge squad of players. They've got youth team players trying to push for games, which they're not getting game time. You know, they've got players on ridiculous contracts. They've got players that have spent ridiculous amounts of money for, and it hasn't worked. You know, Mudrić, Fernandez, like you said, that you could list them out for twenty minutes and not get anywhere near the end of their squad. <laughs> they've got about hundred players <laughs> off out on loan. <laughs> it's just a mess. It almost needs just ripping apart and starting again from scratch. With somebody there, which they tried to do with Potter, I think that's what they, they had a long term vision with Potter, but he just he couldn't get results on the pitch, which led, led to his demise, and that's what's going to do for Pochettino. The results aren't good enough to allow him that time to get get them going again. And my worry with them is, and was when we played in the first game, is because they've got these such they have got such good players that that, that they're literally you don't know what you're going to get out of them. Game to game, do you? I mean, I watched them yesterday and they got absolutely destroyed by Neto and Cunha. You know, if Bailey and Watkins are anything like they were on Saturday with what we're feeding them, we should rip them apart and we should go for them from the first whistle because they are going to be, you know, if they, we cannot allow them to get a foothold in this game. We just can't. We've got to go for them. Um, and I think we could take them to the cleaners again. Another, and, you know, again, I think they could be looking down the barrel of another heavy defeat if we start well on the front foot and get an early goal. So, yeah, I don't know what the answer is to them. I fear it's going to be another management change. And as I say, this fire sale in the summer, I think Chelsea could, depending on what sanctions they get hit by, they could be in big trouble for four or five seasons at least to come. 
Yeah, and with that fire sale, the fans must be like tearing the hair out that there's no connection with with the players because no. they're all surplus to requirements. You know, they, they, well, they're they all need valuable, aren't they? That's what I mean. They, they need a striker, yeah. and they've let Brozier go on loan because they've got a bit Man. of a loan fee. Conor Gallagher's currently the captain. They'll let him go if someone bids for the money. So as a fan base, you have to build a connection with the fans because that's what Villa have got. We've got such a great affinity with our players that we've been on this journey with, like Tyrone Mings, Buendia, Douglas Louise, Watkins now, Martinez. And that all builds that connection. But with Chelsea, it just feels like it's so discontent from fans to board, from board to players. It just feels like... A big mess, to be fair, and, and, and I think, like you say, it's going to take a long time for them for them to get it to get it sorted out. So, one interesting thing that Sky said on the game against Sheffield United is that fifth place has a seventy-seven percent chance of getting Champions League football for well in England. Um, so that that's quite big news for Villa, isn't it? Really, if if yeah. we can, you know, that gives us like a, a bigger opportunity and doesn't just pin it straight down on fourth place. So it just highlights the importance of especially that game on Sunday. And I'm excited. And I think the I think I said on the match reaction that I actually feel like now that Newcastle defeat probably was a blessing. That it's reset resettled us and sort of realigned the objective. What what would you well, say about that? Yeah, you know, I think you have to you have to look at it like that because no, none of them would have wanted that result. And but I think having had it happen to us, you have to look at it as okay. Let's let's use that now to 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 power us forward in the next five six games. You know, let's use that experience. No, none of them would have liked going back in the dressing room after the game. They're used to not losing at home. It wouldn't have been a nice experience. The manager would have been annoyed. He would have, you know, if you know, he looks in fine detail at every single blade of grass in every game anyway. So you can imagine his his thoughts that the next two, three, four days after that. Um, so yeah, it, it has to be used as a, as, as a tool to, to to push us on and make sure it doesn't happen again. I mean, it's not going to say we're not going to lose again, but we don't want to lose in that manner again, do we? You know, we wasn't on it, we wasn't switched on. You know, at three-one, had we got that second, I still think we could have got something out of the game, which would have been a positive. So, we are good enough not to to, to get results like that now, and and I think they've got to use it now to their advantage and 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 make sure we don't do it again. And I think that's what will happen. Look at the reaction on Saturday. You know, they were focused and on it pretty much from the first whistle. So that has to be this week's two home games. Under the lights at Villa Park, they couldn't ask for a better week, really, with two big A bit like the City and Arsenal game when we had those mm. earlier in the season. You know, we've got Chelsea, Man United now. Probably two teams not as good as Arsenal and City, yet we used those two games massively. You know, I, I know somebody that, that knew somebody that was in the dressing room pre, uh, pre-City game, and he said it, it, the news coming out was that he'd never heard a pre-match team talk like it. Off, off Unai Embry. They said they were ready to run, literally. They, should, they didn't need to open the door. They'd have ran through them to get on the pitch. <laughs> so I think I think one of them's incoming on, on Wednesday night, you know, another motivational masterclass before the game. So yeah. looking forward to it. Me too, me too. And we'll end it there then. We'll have predicted line-up out tomorrow. Uh, and then we'll build our content up towards Manchester United. Justin, score prediction time. I'm going to go, oh, I 
they are winning. I see, but I see some goals for us as well. I'm going to say three-one Villa. What would you go with? I'm kicking myself because uh, the pre Sheffield, you know, I watched it back and I said I thought we could take them to the cleaners, and they went with the two. <laughs> and I, and he, I said to people, the, the chap in front of me, and I know him really well, Bob. And he said before the game, "What do you think?" And I said, "I think we're going to win five-one." And I said to my brother-in-law, five-one. So when they got that one, I thought, bloody hell, we should have had a bet on that. <laughs> so I do think we're going to beat them comfortably. I hope, I hope I'm right. 3 0. Yeah, I hope the crowd's up for it. Yeah. Because I felt it was a bit flat last week against Newcastle. Yeah. Just did it. The club are doing that. their best, aren't they? Yeah. You know, these this lighting thing is good and, and you know, it's good. But, you know, without. I'm not digging out Villa fans because I, I've been to loads of away games like you have and generally every single home crowd is the same. It's very hard to get 30, 40, 50, 60,000 fans up for it. It's very, it's very easy to get three, four, five thousand hardcore fans, which they normally are that go away, to be buzzing. Plus, the, you know, you've got away to full day thing. Everyone's had a bit of a drink, great. You don't get, it's more family orientated at Villa Park. So I do get, it's very difficult to create that buzzing, you know, constant atmosphere of singing and singing. So we're not the only club to do it, but there must be a way of trying to enhance that atmosphere. And, you know, good starts, good early goals under the lights. That's normally the best way of getting the best atmosphere. So hopefully that'll happen on Wednesday. Early goal, everyone will be buzzing and, and the game will just take care of itself, hopefully. Yeah, we we, we just need this cauldron of noise to arrive yeah. because it... It makes a big difference. It's intimidating. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, you know, you go back to the City game, the atmosphere is fantastic. So it does make a big, big difference. So, yeah, we let's go. We need to practice for the Champions League next season, you see, to get that cauldron of noise going. Definitely. Right, cool. So we'll be back tomorrow for the predicted lineup. Share your thoughts in the comment section down below. Up the villa. Up the villa.